What we should do is do a podcast where instead of drinking, we all do some form of drug that we've never done before. Like, I don't know, like not like meth, but... I think heroin therapy is <laughs> a catchier title for a podcast. <laughs> the following podcast contains three mates talking shit over some beers. As you can imagine, the language can get a wee bit hairy from time to time. So, get involved. Grab a beer and join us for Drunk Therapy, the podcast. Do you think anyone actually does grab a beer and <laughs> when they listen to Drunk Therapy? Because like, a lot of people listen at commuter times. Someone messaged yesterday and said, can't have a beer because I'm in work. And all I wanted to suggest was, see inside your drawer, 4pm on a Friday, just shh. And sneak it, man. Sneak a little cheeky drink. Act like you're going for a shit. And just drink like a proper alcoholic. No, that is, that, that's grim. That is fucking grim. Just doing a shite as it plops, you're having another sip. That's that's equivalent of eating as you shite. Don't 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 tell me you've never drunk while taking a shit. Mate, no. no. Like, do you guys not like you know, you have a shit, you have a shower, but the whole time you're having beers because you're getting ready for the night, like pre-drinking. Even that concept, I've tried that and I just didn't, I just felt like an idiot. Like, I just felt like I was standing in the shower drinking and it made me feel a bit kind of sad. <laughs> I had a bottle of Bailey's once. In, in the, the toilet? Yeah, oh. no, no, it was a sit down shower and I was. I just felt really fucking sad and depressed drinking <laughs> Bailey's as I, as I lay down. But nah, I've, I've, pissed, I've pissed and drunk a beer at the same time and felt really empowered because I thought I'm putting the exact same amount of liquid in my body is coming out. That's it's like, fuck you body, it's coming back at you. <laughs> That's inspirational, bro. Honestly, it it sounds weird and it sounds unhygienic, but in, if you haven't touched anything, you're just sitting on the toilet. So next time you go take a shit, take a beer with you. Trust me, you enjoy, you'll be like, oh my God, why have I been against this in my head for so long? It's fucking amazing. Or don't. Fuck yeah. But you ever thought about the amount of time that you spend on the toilet not shitting versus the amount of time you actually shit? It's oh. way more not shitting than it is shitting, isn't I'm, it? I'm probably like my average, probably 25 minutes is my average poo. Probably five minutes is pooing. The rest is like fucking, you know, YouTube, it's Twitter. I never go on Twitter unless I'm pooing. Sometimes even LinkedIn. Like I just go through all of the other yeah, things on my phone. There's a rotation, isn't enough. YouTube, LinkedIn, fucking Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, everything. And then you go back. Yeah. It's horrible. I learned Spanish on the toilet. I've got an app, and for the last six months, I've just sat and rattled through Spanish. Oh, fuck lessons. off with your productiveness. Yeah. Like, just be useless like the rest of us cunts and get, go down the YouTube. Like, you know, you go down that dark spiral where you start looking at like a rugby game and then you end up looking at the, the history of hip hop beefs and then you, you realise, like, what the fuck have I been doing? Like, how has this got to this? It's doing a shit and escape, <laughs> or is, should it be more efficient? It's probably the most personal time user, private time user, get in a day, whereas it's different for me because I'm living my own flat. I'm kind it's just me. So I'm sitting on my couch. Doing all this shit that you're talking about, and yet when I'm kind of sitting on the toilet, it's kind of like, oh, well, time, to get, time to get productive, but time that, to get to work. I and you, you've been schooled on this many times, and you know I'm a passionate supporter of this product, which I've never bought. Charity mm. <laughs> fucking bugs holes in what I'm saying. <laughs> Don't say it. Right. So there's this. Apparently, there's this thing called the squatty potty. Have you heard of this shit? Uh, is it? No, I've never heard of it, but like, do you poo on the ground? No, but, well, like, or an adult potty? No. Fuck it. So, horrible. the modern construct of a toilet is uh, not good for our bills and our shit track, basically. Yeah. And the way we sit down in a toilet restricts the poo. Yeah, exactly. So, it's all tied up in your intestines. So, if you get a squatty potty, the idea being that our ancestors squatted to take a shit, therefore it all flowed out seamlessly. 
<laughs> and if you get this product called the Squatty Potty, then it changes, uh, revolutionises your shit. Basically, you can do it in two minutes, in out, gone. I don't like that because how are you going to do your Instagramming <laughs> and shit like that, and Facebooking and YouTube? Oh, you got to find out what Bob's up to in LinkedIn, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. How, when was the last time? And I want you guys to be honest. When was the last time you took a squat shit, like in nature? You shit without toilet paper in a place where you shouldn't shit. Ah, uh, yeah. When I was about. The answer to this is probably ties in with this story. I, I don't know, it was about 14, 15. And there's a place up in the north-ish of Scotland called Glencoe, which is very nice, very beautiful, very scenic. And that was where they filmed the Harry Potter movies, uh, or segments of them. And I remember I used to go up there camping at the weekend, and I was on a diet at the time called... It was a kind of, you cut out carbs and don't eat to have any carbs. Atkins diet, is that oh, it? The kind of, oh, yeah, 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 the, yeah. So, the first big fad diet of our yeah. generation. Just like so, middle-aged woman diet, wasn't it? Was it was a fucking, well, it was good and it wasn't good at the same time because you, you lost weight by doing nothing and that was great. I liked that and you ate like fucking cheese and fucking steak and stuff. As long as you didn't eat carbohydrates, your stomach essentially ate itself. Let's get medical with it. You go into a state called ketosis and it's like your body almost tricks itself into thinking it's starving. And it starts to consume the fat itself and you pee it out and stuff. What, so, does, that, what does that mean for your poos? Uh, well, this is what I was going to get to. Um, it constipates you. Uh, it oh. was like the guy that came up with the diet died of a heart attack because all you're eating is like meat and cheese and stuff. So your arteries are just getting clogged to fuck. And I'd been on this diet for, I don't know, say uh, six weeks. And we went to Glencoe and I started drinking because uh, my dad wasn't fussed about me at all. <laughs> is, 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 let's, is, not, let's not go there but, but that's who I went camping with and he was That's like, for the daddy podcast yeah, Sorry, <laughs> I did, but, was me. Like, Things were fine back then And we'd go drinking And uh, and obviously there's a lot of carbs and beer And then you would get food and stuff So you, as you're walking back to the campsite You've got maybe about uh, about Two miles of forestry that you walk through And it's a really nice walk But the problem mm. is, is that as the carbs are hitting your stomach The constipation and everything that's making it Is starting to kind of disintegrate and not to make it, I'm not going to make it like a graphic story, but I went up to the set of Harry Potter and there was no toilets <laughs> and I squatted. And now I'm not kidding when I say that before I'd even finished, there was like maybe about 300 flies. Was that, was, it, oh. was it liquefied? Oh, yes. Oh. And um, That's fucking grim. I, this is actually worse than the story I told about masturbating the last time we recorded in the studio here. But that was the last time I squatted and it will be the last time because it was horrendous. How'd you sort your bum out? Uh, leaves. But th- there was like, it was a kind of, it had to be like a basic fucking cleanup operation until you got back to the campsite and then you had to like find a BD. I've never done a shit in squatted position and anywhere oh mate other. fucking do it tonight like honestly genuinely it will change your life it's like not I've necessarily always, a good it's thing it's not a good thing it's, it's just a oh I've done that in my life and like you gotta like it's like when girls right are on the piss and they have to piss somewhere they shouldn't like you've got to worry about where you're pooing where your trousers are like your balance like there's all kinds of things that come into play and you know how you pee a little bit when you poo where does that go? Like, it's a, it's a genuine... The safest way to do it is rip your pants off completely, take your undies off completely and chuck them over your shoulders and then don't worry about it. If you guys ever, like, strain yourself so much when you're taking a shit that a little bit of semen comes out? What? <laughs> I, I mean, I've had this conversation with many guys. Like, it's your prostate. Your prostate just pushes it out. Why, why have you turned into Shane? What's happening? What the fuck? Yeah. This is a genuine wait, thing. Wait. If you listen to this podcast and that's happened to you... Is up on any of our socials. No one's it's not. Up. Wait, wait. So you shit so hard you, you came. Did you just <laughs> so fucking weird? No, no. It's like <laughs> had you just been cream pied before it? No, no. It's just a, 
a smidgen of cum. Like, but it's all. It, it's not. It's not liquefied. It's kind of congealed. What the fuck are you talking? Anyways, about? anyways, I wish right. I was on your side, right, mate. Let's move on. It's let's sound, move on. No. What about my poo story? No one cares. Ah, you guys both got a poo story. Yours was fucking <laughs> weird. Basically, there's a, a surf spot called Hickory in, in Christchurch, or just out of Christchurch, and there's no toilets for like, like hours drive. Like you're on a, the closest thing is this farm. No toilets. You're in the middle of fucking nowhere, and there's this big beef between surfers and bodyboarders, right? And there's one side of the beach where the bodyboarders were, and our surfers were on the other side. And I needed to poo once, and my mates were just you know jeering me on like, "Go by the bodyboarders." So I did. So I'm like paddling over to the bodyboarders and they're looking at me like a rival gang going, mate, you're in the wrong place. And I start pulling down my wetsuit and um, like just <laughs> and basically doing a poo. Um, and they're just looking at me like, well, you fucking dicky, what the fuck are you? But they're not trying to come at me because they're like worried about where this poo's going. So anyway. I Was put- this in the ocean? Yeah, in the ocean. What uh, if a shark ate that? <laughs> get on it like it means it's not eating me i guess no, but this but place is actually like quite notorious for sharks but so i put my wetsuit back on and they paddled away swearing at me like hating me and then a wave broke and i didn't know where the poo was i was kind of paddling back a wave broke and i just saw it like fling back up into the air like two or three parts of poo so well, but is that maybe why sharks eat people Cause because they poo in the ocean. <laughs> they're like, this fucking cunt just shit in my fucking house. I'll fucking take his leg off. Anyways. It's the ultimate revenge, eh? That is a fitting revenge. Just imagining that everyone's turned off by me. <laughs> nah, people, people have done poos in weird places and they'll be like, oh, that, I can relate to every story there apart from James's. Cause I, to be fair, see when it happened, right? Genuinely when it happened, we were on a masturbation ban through Europe. We were like, no wanks during Europe and none of us had got laid so is that like a government thing yes it is. it's legislation you it's don't like get part of Brexit eh? you need 24 hours like no they, masturbation they give you your, your interrail pass and go you're not going to have a wank are you because <laughs> we'll know we've got cameras get random kiwis yeah. wanking on planes these days so we need to, need to stop everyone else did I tell that story you did sadly oh, yeah. right. I would like to say it was the lowest point of this podcast but the last 20 minutes is Jesus and I kind of want to finish it off by saying that I had genuine visions of buying the rest of the Harry Potter DVDs after that in the hope that there would be a, you know how you get in the DVDs you used to get like the deleted scenes and the outtakes yeah and I thought oh, there's going to be like an outtake where it's like Daniel Radcliffe running through Fanghorn Forest going hey and then just going cut stood in a massive shit <laughs> <laughs> don't worry guys it's pretty wet <laughs> James you um you had a, la- a moment of laziness today and I think it's come back and bit you in the ass because me and Danny are drinking the beers we normally drink. you got Joker. I've got some fucking hipster brew dog thing. Um, but every time I look over you, you're sipping on this beer and it looks like, you know, your parents are having sex on top of your head. Like your facials are just... What did you do? Tell us the story. Why did you get the fancy beers? First off, that's terrible imagery. Parents having sex on top of my on head. Top. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, mate. bad for your neck as well. Yeah, they've not had sex since my wee brother, my wee sister was born. No, no, no I bet not, they big hard out. They've never had sex. The stork brought all of you guys Exactly. Uh, my moment of laziness consisted of not walking 200 metres to Sainsbury and going to the fancy beer shop and spending way too much money on eight fancy beers. Eight fancy beers. Plus, yeah. and none of them are Brewdog. Brewdog are absolute cunts. You shouldn't buy Brewdog stuff. No, I don't. I was hoping they were going to give us some free stuff nah, off my plug. I would refuse. They give us some free stuff, we'll just you, bin it. I, 
but fuck let's Brewdog. Clarify this like, once. You normally drink Brewdog, though. Yeah, because I'm lazy and I don't know how to buy other do beers. We all ha- why do we? Ha- is it just cool to hate them? Like, we, the beer's not bad. We might have ten listeners now. Mate, but if you're brew listening, dogs, Brewdog, the Brewdogs. <laughs> it's in the fucking name. They also yeah. they also sack employees that are going blind and give them no compensation and steal marketing ideas off people. And are just generally horrible. Don't Allegedly, all of this. No, no, no and right it's very way. much reported and out there. Fuck Brewdog. Yeah. Don't listen to our podcast, you fucking Tory cunts. <laughs> and if you like Brewdog, then <laughs> at least listening. stay for the shit stories. <laughs> that, that first 20 minutes was dedicated to Brewdog. <laughs> I did not expect that to go that way. I thought everyone was like, oh, Brewdog, yeah. let's not think about that anymore. Before right. we move on, right, from bodily functions, and we're definitely moving on from hating Brewdog. <laughs> Fuck Brewdog. Um, <laughs> although I do like punk. Fuck Brewdog. I like punk, though, man. I, I like the beer. I, I feel like we shouldn't take it out in the beer. Just because the parents are cunts doesn't mean the children are. Uh, you know right. what I mean? Uh, that's like a compliment for me as well. Thanks for that. <laughs> we're having a daddy issue podcast <laughs> at some point. We need to find someone else that's got daddy issues just to like have a blazing fucking moment with you. My dad's got so much love to give. Do you want him to adopt you? Because like, nah. he will. He's a sound cunt. He just and like imagine the love you'll have. Like it's just he'll text you all the time. It'd, it'd just be do you want a new do you want a new dad? No thanks. I could be your dad. I could adopt you. Adopt you if you want. I do not want you to ever touch me. <laughs> Physically, <laughs> never mind saying, in like know, a loving sense. I'm not saying you have to touch you. To no, I, if I was, if I was, to get, if I was to like get a new dad, I would want one that would like want to embrace me. Can I compare your dad to my dad from mm. your interactions with both? My dad once pushed your car you outside our did, house, yeah. right? So he. he Came out, took his top off and pushed it, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> got you going. They were playing the Baywatch theme tune. Is, is he better than your dad? Oh, listen. Would you rather my dad just from that one interaction? <laughs> let's let's probably skip over this because he's still alive, so we probably shouldn't. Does he like Brewdog though? Uh, Fuck Brewdog. I, <laughs> daddy's dad. Well, I, um, I met someone else. Over the last week, actually, that I want to say fuck you to, but the problem was right. You should have a fuck you. <laughs> yeah, this is just fuck you, guts. Um, basically, I was on, I was away with work, and I was staying in a hotel. And during my time in the hotel, there was a world bowling champion, you know, like old lady bowling, Temp- outdoor bowls, ten pin or the no, 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 like you, a bunch of old ladies in white pants, yep. just rolling a ball <laughs> and just. Getting pissed. Trousers. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, so, yeah, yeah, white trousers. So I was the world championship. It was a pretty big deal, and I was on the same floor as me. There was the Australian team, and I had to catch the lift of them probably twice a day. I don't know fucking who hates me, what I've done wrong to get karma like that. But I was always doing it for meal, right? So I'd always get a meal, and you could get room service, but it cost like three quid or five quid. So I was like, fuck that, I'll go down, get the meal, take it back up. Did you walk up with your plate? No, no, they put it on a... F- <laughs> yeah, basically. No, it's pillowcase. <laughs> no, <laughs> you take it up, and they give you like a tray and shit, and it's like, fuck off. I'm not spending five quid. the saddest thing I've ever <laughs> <laughs> So I'm in the lift, right, with these fucking nasally Australian cunts. And I like Australians. Sounds like I like some Australians, but these are the fucking worst ones because you know what they did? I'm quite territorial over my food. Did they eat your chips? The cunt started eating my fucking chips. 
Like, so it happened on one day, and I had like really nice fucking wedges, and I was like, oh, really excited. You know what the fucking old lady did? She's an old lady, so I can't even. What do you say to an old lady that's eating your chips? Fuck, fuck off, cunt. You fuck cunt. off, you old fucking Aussie white pant <laughs> wearing before, bastard. Before I kick you on the hip and break it, bitch. I'll no. take that bowl and I'll <laughs> fucking rattle it over your skull. I was I was holding this tray. She lifts up the wee fucking metal thing, takes fucking two or three and goes, oh, they're very good. And I was like looking at her like, the fuck are your boundaries there, nah, bitch? That's, like- <laughs> that's wrong because wedgies, everyone knows you only get about maybe 13, 14 wedgies yeah. at a push. And, and she took not just one two or three and chuckled as she ate them in front of me and I was like what the fuck and I kind of went I just gave her like this death stare like yeah it's alright because you will die soon or sooner than I will anyway so fucking that's alright that's alright the next day right there was more more of them the whole fucking team why were you on the lift are they gremlins does it cost the (laughs) basically they got wet after midnight (laughs) and that's it there's more of them the next day right I was in the lift with fucking four or five of them all old just like, I want to stress that I couldn't get arsy with them because they were old and cute. But imagine, like, it's kind of like this weird thing an old, cute Australian still an Australian. And, like, I was fucking, I had a new meal. This one had uh, thick cut chips. The old lady goes, oh, you're that lad from yesterday, in a fucking way worse voice. A fucking, oh, g'day, mate. Oh, I ate your chips. <laughs> and they all had a chuckle. And then she lifted the thing again. And I was like, oh, please don't do that. And then her mate went, hey, because arms are full, we can't stop us, can he? And then he took some and gave them to his mates. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with you if you think it's okay to eat some fucking stranger's fucking chips off his plate that is sealed up with a fucking lid? I just honestly, like, I, I want, I've got some good friends that are Australians, but generally there's a bit of a beef between New Zealand and Australia and that did fucking nothing for it. Like, I genuinely, when they did it, I was... I'd never been so close to punching an old person in the head. Like, I was like, fuck, I could take you all, you old cunts. And, like, I feel bad for even saying that. But two nights in a row, you can't just fucking steal chips like that. I'm the youngest of four. Food is a very, very, like, touchy subject in our house. If you get more than me, I'm angry and I'm stealing off your plate and stuff. But a fucking, not a stranger. Even even my girlfriend, if she eats a chip of mine, I kind of go, you, that, you can have that one. And then I get a wee bit quiet for a bit and... Pack a bit of a silent tantrum and then she'll give me some of her food. And that's, it's not, okay. that's not how a relationship's meant to work. You're meant to get the food that they don't eat at the end. Oh, no, that's why it makes Do it okay. Do you want my chicken? <laughs> yes, I want your chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's why it makes it okay because she eats like two or three of my chips and I go, oh, fuck. But then at the end, I get like half her steak. So. I think it's like the power of sports stars, maybe, that, that because they're in like the Bowl World Championships. <laughs> they're obviously they're quite ego ridden, but they're minor sports stars like Richie McCaw. So fuck off. <laughs> That, no, but that, that's fucking. Oh no! What would you do? What would you guys do in that situation? Say there was an English, like the most fucking Cockney English person. You're in another country, just trying to go live your own life, eat your fucking delicious steak in your room. You got some chips there on the side, and some Cockney cunt starts fucking stealing your chips. What are you doing? Mate, I'd order room service. Yeah, me too. And I would charge it to the. <laughs> There's no <laughs> way I would walk all the way down. And I know that you've got a per diem that allows you to order room service comfortably. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why I don't is because I can get a whiskey if I don't get room service. So <laughs> <You're> I'm, <cheap laughs> cunt, no, I just want to get drunk a bit. Like, what would you spend? Would you rather spend, get a whiskey or spend that six or seven quid on some cunt to bring it up? My uh, my favourite interaction with English people when I'm abroad, and you'll remember this story, James, because I've told this several times. I've probably told you as well, Shane. Was when I was travelling. And I've said before, when Sean was in, that I like to go travelling, or was maybe Robin, I like to go travelling on my own, because you get free will, you can do as and what you want, when you want. 
and I was in Lake Bled in Slovenia and I met up with these Irish guys and they were like, oh, come out with us and we're going to go meet these English girls. And I, it was really, really fucking like mid-30s and I had, had nothing to eat. So I was, after two beers, I was fucked. I was gone. And then it was like blackout drunk in st- stages. So <laughs> and I remember being in the hostel and saying to one of these English girls, oh, Peter Capaldi's the new Doctor Who. That's a good appointment, isn't it? And her just looking like, why is this guy here? Like, who, why is this guy <laughs> said, talking about... And I'm not even... I mean, really, that, that's quite shite chat, though, but, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter Capaldi's the new Doctor <laughs> Who, yeah. I think I've watched about three episodes of Doctor Who since David Tennant left, so fuck knows why I even said that. The second thing is that I remember <laughs> I was in a pub uh, with all these, like, maybe about 12 of us, and I was in this pub, and one of the English girls is saying to me, why are you saying that? We- we're English. <laughs> like, why are you saying that when we're sitting here and we're English? No idea what I said. Love to know. I'd love to know. <laughs> the last and final flashback of this night was me standing up and going, see, when I get back to Scotland, I'm going to tell every cunt, every cunt about yous, and that's why we are going to get independence and then one of the Irish guys going, right, come on, mate. <laughs> let's, let's go. Time to go. And he, <laughs> Danny's cock-blocking the fuck out of these was, Irish guys. But the Irish guy was like, look, we don't like the English either, but essentially what you just said there, like, we don't like the English either, but come on, we'll try to have sex with them. So I, I, I then wake up and it's about six in the morning in the hostel and it kind of, they three images flash back to me and I'm going, oh, I need to leave. This is like the joy of travelling alone and that I can just pack my bag and I can fuck off now. And I can go get a bus or a train. So I went and I got a shower. And I fell asleep again when I came back at shower. And I had to spend the rest of that day like, hiding <laughs> until the next morning, until I could leave. Because they were all just kind of hanging about. But I'd love to know. Because it was probably their fault, not mine. So was it as bad as getting your chips stolen in a lift? Uh, well, maybe that was what they'd done. I was maybe, sober maybe though. They, maybe they stole my chips and like I if, just fucking lost it. If I was drunk and someone did that to me, I'd be like, ah, oh, you cheeky shit. I'd be, you know, if we'd talked before that moment, but it was like, you don't do a lot in the lifts. You don't usually talk to people. You don't steal their fucking chips. It's not right. It's not on. I have met English people that I like. I should say that. And um, my English stories are generally quite, I've met like one person who was all right that was English. Ah, there's good good people from the north. Even travelling, there is. There's a few of them. And Aussies are generally sound. I know they've got quite a bad backpacking reputation, but the ones I've encountered have always been quite funny. I think the ones that travel outside of Australia usually are a bit better, you find. The ones you find in Bali are the worst. They're the fucking worst. Yeah. Aussies in Bali are like... I'm put it's like, like English people in like Corfu or something. It's like stag do fucking culture. <laughs> you know, it's just like you see them and they're like, lads, 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 getting like tattoos on their ass and you're just like, fuck me. I've, uh, I've been on two lads holidays and I mean, if anybody's listened, right, James is smiling just at the, the suggestion of me saying that. Could you imagine me on a lads holiday? No. Uh, yeah, not I. I didn't. I fucking hated it. The first one was good. I lost my virginity in the first one. Woo! Uh, Woo-hoo! I was 29. That's, <laughs> that's one of those ones where someone says, oh, have you broken your VL, which is... Kissing Virgin you're like, lips you're like, oh, Yeah I did that You know I kissed someone In my grannies You say oh no but <laughs> I lost my virginity In holiday yeah. <laughs> But um, the first one The first three or four days Was good like, It was because it's new And it's like I think I was only 17 So it's like This whole new Incredible thing After about four or five days You're kind of bored like, mm. I, You don't want to drink it I'm not that I'm not like I can't drink Days and days on end The people are just awful They're the worst people On the planet And it's maybe a ratio of about 10 guys to every one girl. 
Mm. So it's not as if it's just like this testosterone fueled. We're essentially gorillas. It's Planet of the Apes, but with dance <laughs> music for two weeks. And oh. the first one was, I didn't, it was okay. And the second one was one of the, uh, possibly the worst holiday I've ever been on. Two weeks is way too fucking long. I've been on like rugby tours and it's the same thing. It's just what you're doing is you've got a bunch of mates and you're all like egging each other on. You're like, hey, fucking lads, 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 lads. And it's like that for the first night. You get absolutely fucking shit faced. You get rat assed. You're hungover as fuck, and then you've got to play a rugby tournament, and that's not a sport to do hungover. It's a fucking, like, you're sitting there vomiting before the game. Like, I, I saw people on my team crying, <laughs> like, half-time, because they're like, I can't. And then, so you, you, you play these games of rugby against a team who aren't hungover as fuck. They smash you. The next night you get drunk, and it's like three or four nights, and by the fourth, you know, morning, you wake up and you go, I just want to fucking not be hungover. Yeah. I just want to remember that time I wasn't hungover. That was fucking awesome. See, I didn't do lads holidays. I travelled through Europe, which meant that we were going to different cities. And I remember going one trip that was 16 days and we were drunk every single night. Maybe one night where I was like, I can't handle this anymore. But what carried me through was, see, as soon as you get into a new city and you just feel the fucking buzz of it, you're like, I just want to get steaming. I want to have a laugh. I want to explore this city. So see when you're stagnating in the same place and you're going to the same fucking breakfast spot and you're going to the same clubs and you're like, oh, there's fucking Big Nigel we met last night. Oh, hello, Nigel. Yeah. It just feels so goldfish bowl, man. the same part. I like that second one I went on. The, the, I went in a pub crawl and I've, I just I don't like the idea. It's organised fun annoys me. Like, everything annoys me, but organised fun particularly. So a pub crawl and I remember we went on it. And they were like, right, they were going to do drinking games. And like, oh, just fuck off. And <laughs> one of the games was if you drank with your left hand, or you had to drink with your left hand. If you get caught drinking with your right hand, you had to down the rest of your drink. Who's fucking monitoring that? You well, know, that's, imagine that's, that's, the, that's, the, mate, that's, essence, that's international rules. That's yeah. like quite a common but one. But uh, the essence of your fun is monitoring your mate's <laughs> hand. Ah, uh, mate. I'm not going to have I'm not going to dance that. to this song because I'm watching your fucking <laughs> fuck off I don't think the the companies are kind of defunct now like the 18 to 30 and stuff I don't even, even exist anymore but their reps yeah. are essentially the kind of referees they walk around and then people go up on stage and they do the whole like, simulating sex games and I remember like, just one of the guys going oh you're drinking with your, your wrong hand like you need to drink and it was a guy that I was with and he's like, right, you need to down the rest of your drink. And he's like, mate, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to, I'm talking to my mate. And he's like, no, you need to do it. And he's like, he was trying to get a down it chant going. And this guy just turned around and me going, fuck off. And I was like, <laughs> and I, was like fun over. And the, the best night, we, we just left at that point and went and watched uh, Sin City in a pub. They were playing Sin City on DVD. And that was a highlight that holiday. <laughs> watching Sin City. The thing is, like, it's always, it's not bad for one night. Having a crew of like, you know, 20 people isn't too bad for a night you're like look at us we own the fucking town but realistically like you you don't have a lot of mates with you like you know what i mean like there's two or three people that you're really close with everyone just turns into this fucking mob mentality no one else at the bar likes you because like who the fuck are those loud cunts to me the best trip you can do is you and one other person in a place you've never been before because i find especially with me prison <laughs> yeah, yeah. The best you could do is a five-year stretch, eh, in a Colombian prison. And I know sell me every other week just to get to know them. No, but like, you, if you if there's two of you, you're not intimidating to anyone, and you're not going to be too boisterous. You're not going to be a fuckhead because there's ninety thousand of you. And you know, I disagree with that. See, if you and I went somewhere together and we were the two people, we would be boisterous as fuck. No, no, but we'd be two people boisterous. Like we would That's more than five people boisterous in some <laughs> some countries. Yeah, but we'd be able to. Like, I think we'd read the situation. Whereas if there was say fifteen of us, we would be fucking like getting kicked out of bars. There's yeah. too many of us. We're too fucking loud. We're all egging each other on. 
pardon me, with two of you, you, you can just make friends of people. You can go up to a group of girls and just be like, you know, when I was single, I used to do this all the time. You go up to a group of girls and two of you. That's not intimidating. Fucking 15 guys going, drink, drink, drink. Like, fucking no one else likes you. Everyone's like, we're going to get fucking laid. It's like, no girls wants to have sex with anyone that's in a group of 30 cunts. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Well, and my theory is that you go to pub crawls because, one, you want to meet people and you want to get laid. Mostly when you're on holiday, if you're going single. But because you go with a group of guys, you find it easy to just fall into, I don't give a fuck about getting laid because Big Johnny's there and me and Johnny are just going to drink, drink, drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's it. You lose the essence of why you're actually fucking there, which is to try and hook up with a girl consensually, of course. <laughs> this is this is why travelling alone's the best thing because if you two went on holiday together, there'd be a stage about halfway through where you'd want to fucking murder one another. So... It's nice that you've talked about when you were away and there's nights where you just want to be like sober and like take in a city. You can do that and you can just kind of do your own thing. And then when you're back at a hostel or whatever it is you're going, you can be like, oh, well, there's people sitting over there. I can go and speak to them. Or do you know what? I'm kind of tired. I can't be fucked. I'm just going to have a couple of beers and sit on my own and read a book. And that's nice. It's nice to just be like, you are <laughs> doing my own thing. I'm, I'm generally probably one of the most like fucking positive people I, I know like and it's just I have this I have an unusual amount of confidence for what I'm rocking with in the world but you know that, that, that's my whole thing but the last time I was genuinely not scared but uncomfortable in the situation was when I was traveling alone it was fucking fun because you you don't know anyone you've got to kind of look around the hostel going will they be my friend will they be? the best hostels are the ones that don't have bars because the cunts that like you've got a bar in your hostel fuck if you see if you're booking a hostel ever avoid the ones of bars because the ones of bars charge fucking six quid a drink fuck off so the ones with bars you you never end up meeting anyone because you just go down in your little group and it's bullshit the ones without bars have to take you to a fucking bar go and go to a hostel anyone actually see if you're thinking about booking a holiday this summer with a few of your mates Go to Budapest in Hungary and book a hostel called Carpe Noctem. OG has to be OG. They've sprouted up some success now and they've got Retox and another one as well. It has to be OG. It's a little flat. There's maybe 18 people allowed in it. They're very strict and big groups coming in. Mm. Um, so you maybe go three or four at a push. Yeah. They have an itinerary every single night of shit that they're going to do with you they're going to take you to the castle for the beer festival they're going to take you on a bus for the rave they're going to take you to the baths for like a big fucking massive water rave it's, it's brilliant but the people you meet I've been four times to it the people you meet every single time become family to you for about three days and it's the fucking best place in the world and also if you don't want to drink they're not dicks about it Yeah, like, I, I went there with me and my partner did four or five places around Europe last year. Like, it was a fucking awesome trip. But we ended up there because James said to go there. And we got there and we're like, fuck, these are single beds. What the fuck? But it was just, everyone there was sound as fuck. And, like, I was out on the piss probably every night and my partner wasn't. And they weren't weird about it. They weren't dicks about it. They were like, oh, you're not going out? Cool. All right, have a good night. All right, right. And, we'll, you know, they were trying to be quiet when they got back so they weren't to wake her up and stuff. It was just a bunch of good guns. it's, it's it like awesome. a flat as well. It's kind of just going back to uni if you had a flat share. And was, can we go? Let's do it. Should we do a fucking podcast from... Budapest. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going somewhere in a few weeks anyway and I've kind of got a, a dilemma for you for this holiday that I'm going on. So Don't masturbate and see if the cum comes out I'm not, after two weeks I'm not gonna when do you do a shite. I'm not going to shite and try and come and save time. Because where I'm going, well, I'm going to Cuba. So I'm doing two weeks just going right around the country. And the the problem that I'm facing is, is as I mean, let's set this up. If I was... 
people have listened to this podcast for however many, 20 odd episodes now, you guys have known me for a while, throw some kind of, uh, if you were to explain like, me in a sentence or a couple of words, Shane, what would you kind of be like? Uh, depressive? Well, I was... I'd like, <laughs> Wait, I've got, I've <laughs> no, got no, one. not depressive. I mean, yeah. not... Dep- sorry, look um, what I'm saying. Was, that's, that's, that's terrible. No, um, eight or. Eight or. Cute. No, I was thinking like fashion, fashion icon. <laughs> No. M- misanthropic <laughs> I don't know what that what means um, I think that's like, go- that's like a really long word for like a really cool guy yeah, uh, yeah. you are a, a, I don't know a sex icon in many places thanks. not Scotland but you know thanks mate probably other places so, yeah, like, I was thinking- do you want us to talk you through a sentence to say to people that no, isn't well, fucked English well I know I've learned that in Spanish it's fine um, <laughs> I haven't really because um, I know what it is the, but I think well, I'm kind of like oh he's really fashionable and really cool and like everyone that's I mean that's what everyone thinks isn't it surely but the, I, the problem I'm facing is that I think I need to buy a bum bag for this holiday that I'm Why going you on buy a fucking bum bag no. because, <laughs> because the cash lines are scarce and because the, the issues in Cuba well America means that a lot of bank cards don't work and you can't really get money out so you need to carry cash with you. That's like uh, the, the recommended of thing course. is you must carry your cash on you at all times. Of course, but and I don't wallets to, don't exist, do they? But the thing is, a wallet is not that it's going to get stolen but I'm an irresponsible person so I might misplace it. The last time we recorded, I had to come back here at four in the morning to get my keys. So mm. if I've got a big chunk of money in my wallet, you need to kind of divvy it up and I think I might need to buy a bum bag and it, that might make me uncool. Yeah. Nah, nah, because there's there's two instances that I feel would validate a bum bag for you. And it's the fact that one of your heroes, Stone Cold Steve Austin, loves a bum bag. Does he? Preferred The Rock. But he also but, wore a bum bag. And, and he wore a bum bag. And I watched Central Intelligence the other night and he was fucking, he was marking <laughs> yeah. out over the bum bag, mate. He loves a bum bag and that. The problem is, is that they call them fanny packs. And yeah, that's true. <laughs> so and there's going to be a lot of Americans over there. Because they but, can now. Oh, no, call, ah, you, they uh, call it a fanny pack hard out. <laughs> that's going to hurt your feelings. Exactly, you, yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> that's, that's worse than being described as depressive. We're, sorry, sorry, mate. When and I first, misanthropic, which and, is a compliment. And cool. When I, when I first Fat, moved over from New Zealand. Fashion icon. You come to London, right? And sex god. <laughs> you come to London. You're not a sex god. <laughs> Fuck off, I'm not giving you that one. You come to London and everything you've ever heard in New Zealand about London is you will get like pickpocketed or you will get like your shit stuff. So like I'm at the airport, right? I got quite a bit of money because you need. Did you just say London pickpockets you? Well, yeah, no, no. That's what. That's what. When like all we hear about in New Zealand is don't go to London, you get pickpocketed or you get robbed or you get mugged and shit. Like that's what we think in New Zealand about London. So mum, as I was at the airport, you know, big farewell. It was emotional. We both cried. Gave her a hug because I love my mum. She, she goes, I've got something for wallet? you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, ah, you got to be faster than that, can't you? <laughs> no. She, um, she, uh, she's like, I've got something for you. And I thought it was going to be something emotional, maybe a piece of jewellery that I'll have forever. It was a bum bag. But <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and it was a used bum bag that her and Kevin, my stepdad, took around Southeast Asia with them. It was like, mm. a, it's meant to stick. Like, That's the one I was looking at. It's like, it's, it's <laughs> fucking ghost. Like, it's attached to your chest. Yeah, it's, it's not it's, visible. It's real sneaky. But like, there's something weird about walking. Like, you feel so weird about having like, 200 quid maybe in a bum bag you're just like 
fuck is wrong with me put it but in the wallet like a, i deserve to be mugged if i've got this fucking like i'm just protecting it like it's the other option my I lifeline is a belt and it's like it's called a money belt so it looks like a normal belt they're good but it's got like a zip but the problem is is that if you then need the money out it looks like you're undoing your trousers <laughs> so somebody will be like oh that'll be like two pound please and then it looks like i'm getting my cock out and he's like no why keep some money in your pocket and then have you ever seen the wolf of wall street Try when he's just it. taping the money on all the girls and sending them over to switzerland yeah you just tape the money around you, mate. That's exactly <laughs> like Die Hard, like the end of Die Hard with the guns, and I'll just like reveal them from my back. Or embrace it, because someone might steal your fucking belt. Keep it in your undies. Keep it in your pants. Well, you oh, can also... Yeah. You Stick can, it up your ass. You can like get... It sounds like I'm being weird, but... That's no weird. one's fucking getting it from um, me. Well, the thing is, I would then need to like, shit it out, and I don't want it to come at the same time. So, you know, that's yeah. thing. But And nah, he's not I'm, wanking. I might need to get... Because you'll need to divide it up into three things so i might get the money belt and i might get the the bum bag that you've just described and just keep Mate, them in my wallet what about your shoe this i always is, put money in my shoe if this fear-mongering shite really annoys no, me because it's, it's not the same mongering i'm not saying people are going to rob me i'm talking about my own irresponsibilities i can't leave one chunk of fucking cash when was the wallet? last time you lost your wallet uh, when I lived in my old flat, so about five, six years ago. Right, so that's six years ago, mate. You can be trusted no, to keep shit. And you're going to move from accommodation to accommodation. There's places to hide money and your stuff that people won't know about. It's nice that you're kind of trusting of me more than I am trusting of me, but you still need to have like some sort of security. In an ideal world, I'd just use my car. I would I not walk around with a bum bag full of all my fucking money. <laughs> not all your money, just to it's not money. on. It's not on display. It's like a fucking hidden fanny well, yeah, pack. It's a, it's a hidden bum bag that's just right protruding out of my fucking No, stomach. but it's not. It's like really thin. It's, it's pretty it's, sneaky it's to be It's supposed to be like yeah, you can't see it. The reviews are very positive on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. my, um, my, Might get it i got a mate called Bumbag, man. <laughs> he is <laughs> an amazing <laughs> guy. He's so trustworthy when it comes to a sub crawl. Bumbag man will take your fucking kitty Sounds and like run with it. The on a, on a sub crawl. fucking superhero in the world. <laughs> yeah, basically. On a sub crawl, right, you need a bumbag. You need someone there in like, you know, you put into a kitty. So everyone chucks in like 30 quid and then... Bumbag man gets the drinks all night and looks after the change, and he needs to be trustworthy, and he needs to be able to rock a fucking bumbag. Bumbag man can do that. Maybe you could be bumbag man 2.0. It takes a fucking certain... I reckon it needs a certain confidence to rock a bumbag. I reckon if you start rocking a fucking pink and green fluoro one and just be like, fuck, here's my bumbag, that could be your new thing. Bumbag man sounds more expensive to buy than just like a £14 fanny pack off Amazon. I would need to buy him a ticket and... Bring him over with me. I would do that if I had the money. I would pay someone to just carry my bum bag. No, 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 but you'd be bum bag, man. Ah, I don't know. I don't want to steal somebody's gimmick. I feel like you're giving up on yourself if you're buying a bum bag. If I'm brutally honest. <laughs> yeah, that is a real low point that's, in your life, yeah. eh? Like That's the key to ending it. After all these low points over the years, it's finally yeah. where I draw the line. sitting on a, a beach in Cuba looking at the fucking ocean going, nah, fucked up. What a bum what bag. A bum bag but that's kind of what's... Because I added it to the basket on Amazon a few days ago and oh. I can't bring myself to click by now. Like, I've properly, like, hovered over it and I just thought, I can't... No one would know because it's like this hidden away thing, but I would know. I would know in the spirit of Che Guevara would know... And he'd go, mate, this isn't socialism. This isn't how it's supposed to be. <laughs> well, just what you, well, just do what a normal person would do and we, just take, like, take, I don't know, how much money you've got, take it, put it in the lockers, fucking hide them in your lockers in a bag somewhere else or wherever, and just take, like, I don't know, the equivalent of 100 quid, 200 quid a day. Like, if you get robbed, you'd be like, oh, that sucks. Oh, well, I've still got more money. Like, it won't fuck your trip. Do that. I don't know, mate. Put it I, in your shoe. I just feel like you should go over there and... 
really embrace socialism. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon you should go out there and, and just like wave it around money. like, look at all this money I have. <laughs> <laughs> what what could go wrong? Look how fucking rich I am. <laughs> Do that. But nothing will go wrong. <laughs> See, I'm not going to say what he, he said. You should just go over there and get a job. And no, you'll get paid at the end of every day. <laughs> it's a fucking state country, mate. You're not allowed. Just, um, yeah. just, I can't let this go right. James talking about shitting and like and incoming at the same it's time. Not a day, so no. like, I, to be honest, I've I don't really know what I've said since then. I've been in a bit of a, a daze, to be honest. <laughs> James, and I want you to answer this honestly if you can. Have you ever um have you ever rubbed one out at work? No, actually. No, then this was something that um I read in the news. Oh it's recommended by scientists <laughs> or psychologists that there should be masturbation breaks at work. <laughs> If you've shit so hard that you come in work, but does that count? I didn't shit in work. Like, what happened was when I was travelling through Budapest, like fourth country on a uh, 16-day long trip, I was doing a shit in a nightclub and I did a shit and I looked down and I was like, whoa, but I hadn't masturbated in like fucking two weeks. Sorry, no, just <laughs> shitting in a nightclub. Well, but then there was just a smidgen that came out, that's all. It wasn't like a fucking full Where did it come out of? Where does cum usually come out of me? Well, is it coming out of my fucking cheeks? In this case, it sounds like it's coming out your arse. Yeah, are you shitting cum, though? No, I'm not shitting cum, you weirdo. Is that what you guys thought? Uh, that's why I asked I'm a little bit unsure pie. about a few of the details. No, right, like. so, when you, once you do a shit, you, the, you can sometimes engage your prostate, right? Because the, the, it's all and swine, and sometimes a little bit of cum can come out your fucking, you know, your tip. And that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> then someone else substantiated that and said it means you've got a healthy prostate. Oh, yeah, well, good. That's good. I'm proud have... of your prostate, man. Well, what's this, what's this chat, though, about masturbation like breaks at work? Like, is that if you don't smoke, you get to you get to wank? Yeah, wank so breaks. apparently it's good for your psyche if you have a wank break at work rather than just go and have a smoking break or chilling out, nap pods, whatever the fuck else is trendy at the moment. If you're allowed to go and just spend 15 minutes fucking stroking one out or rubbing one out then it'll be better for your mental health everyone would know you've done it though because you'd come in like really looking real relaxed and red faced and shit like everyone would be like oh bloody Shane over there just rubbed one out how was it mate like I don't know just be something weird about it's like it's like when you walk out of room and everyone knows you've had sex and it's kind of cool. It'd be the opposite of that. It would be a new one for the receptionist, wouldn't it? Because a receptionist <laughs> knows when you've been for a shit because yeah. you walk past her and then 10, 15, or him, and 10, 15 minutes later you come back and so they're like, he's obviously just been for a shit. Whereas it would be like a new thing for them. Like, Has he been for a shit? Has he been for a wank? <laughs> Did, he do it? Knows. Did he do it oh. both? <laughs> I want someone to fucking validate this. That it's happened. Mate, there's to a them. lot you need validated from other people <laughs> from this podcast. True beef. Yeah, that's true. That's I, true. I'm glad your prostate's fucking good. Yeah. I Anyways, am genuinely. I am glad. And you can ejaculate out two places. Anyways, <laughs> before we go, um, moving from wanking and shiting to wanking and shiting to where are you guys with your kids' songs that we said we were going to do? Oh fuck! Um, I was going to ask you about. Feels that. like a weird. <laughs> <laughs> feels like a weird. Well, yeah, talking segue, about segue wanking segue and to, shitting yeah. to kids' songs. That is a very weird segue, you're right. Um, I was going to ask you guys about this because, I don't know, I was writing mine last night. How dark should they be? Like, how dark is a good song meant to be? Mine's is very jovial. Jovial? Um, my lyrics are down. I just need to find the right music for it. James, what, what about you? Mine's may have some double entendres, but very much focused on kids. Okay. But adults as well. Like do a panto. You, do you think if mine is... 
too like realistic or too honest it will mate it's your kids song like it's whatever you think is good for the well, kids well here was my thinking i'm not gonna tell you too much about the song but i thought it could be like an educational one and like tell you about i don't know the things that you could avoid in life and like, you know help some kids yeah well, avoid problems that maybe other people have gone through mine's is a reboot of a classic so that's fine yeah it's whatever you think okay cool so that like, prostitution is um, not weird for a kid song is no, it not if you're teaching them about it okay do you want me to leave the podcast on the first line of my my one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Right. I, I need to warm my voice up. <laughs> He's getting all like nervous now. So, so I can't, do you do you actually do proper singing in it? Sometimes I can shoot out my ass. <laughs> Sometimes I can shout my ass. I can shout my ass. I'm, yeah, I'm doing the thing. normal warm up. I'm just that's my yeah. normal vocals. I believe that this is a podcast that a lot of people leave us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nah, but there'll be famous people back at some stage. It'll be sweet. All right. So what? Oh, oh, fuck! What? Ah, oh, fuck! I mean, I need to do it again. All right. <laughs> Shut the bed. All right. Honey, my little cockatoo. That's it. That's all you're getting. Might need to work on layering that a wee bit. That's a bit shit. Like, you've written a song about Danny. Yeah. There's, two of us, there's three of us in here, mate. Oh, it's a different Danny. This one's a cockatoo. Oh. All right. If Ooh. it's any consolation, I, I haven't written my song about you either. Yeah. <laughs> Can someone please just write this song about me? If you've written a fucking song about James and I'm the only cunt that doesn't have a song. I just had an amazing idea. I should change that to cockapoo and then it could have double meaning now. Fucking cunts love dogs, eh? Yeah, and my cock and poo. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers for listening if you did manage to listen this long because this has been horrible. That was Drunk Therapy. If you enjoyed this podcast, go listen to some of the other ones. The old you would have. If you're on socials, like us there as well. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Drunk Therapy. It's something weird on Twitter, which I can't remember right now.